Hey everybody, welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where we talk about the happenings inside the world of Kirk Minahan. My name's Buddy, he's Blind Mike's Daddy. Blind Mike's Daddy, say hello. Oh yeah. Blind Mike's Daddy, let's start with a question I'm sure everybody's wondering. Why are we making Kirk and Off? It's a great question. Um, hello everyone. We're doing Kirk and Off, it's just, I mean, obviously we love Kirk so much. Uh, there's so much content out there between YouTube and other podcasts that are out there. This is just another thing in, to add to the universe. The universe is so unique. We've got parody callers, parody accounts, regular fans. And this is just an opportunity to kind of bridge that gap and hear, hear from those parody calls, those parody fans, and uh, regular people and just get their take on why they love Kirk so much. I agree with that. And and there are, like you said, other other wrap-up shows like like the Mincel guys. I know, I know you're uh, uh, cool with John from Scranton and stuff. I, you know I don't know anybody. Um, there's other people doing this, of course, but this is something we would have done anyway. And like that we do anyway, like we, we have a fireside chat Friday night or Saturday, whatever we do and, and, and talk about Kirk for a while. Cause our, we have no one else to talk to about it. Our wives don't listen there or, or they listen begrudgingly. Um, we, and we have no other friends in, inside the universe, you know, so to speak. I think this is just a, a good opportunity to just get out and, and reach out to other minute fans and just to talk to like-minded individuals, which I know is a phrase you love. Um, the other part of it, too, is we're not glory hunters. We don't care how many people listen. You know, like, like I said, this is something we were going to do anyway. So we're just doing something that, that we hope is fun and that everybody enjoys. And if not, like, well, then we'll just make it for us. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how you started listening to Kirk. Obviously, you know, through our friendship and our, you know, we're cousins and stuff. And you always brought Kirk to my attention, but I wasn't, I was in the military at the time when Kirk first started with WEI and I made that transition into, um, out of the military into the civilian. And I was an afternoon drive guy. Cause that's what my new job was, was in the afternoon. So I was never a morning drive guy, but Kirk was always in my peripheral. Mm. And, uh, so I always knew what was kind of was going on with them. And then all this BS was happening with him and he took his, you know, break from the radio and then that Murchison stuff, Shirley Young stuff, and he got canceled. I got canceled. So I was always intrigued. And when I heard he was making that transition to Boston, I was always a fan of Boston. So, you know, I started listening to him enough about me. And then once he started his show on Bar- on, on Boston Sports, I, I, I never stopped. I was hooked and I'm hooked to this day. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Nice. I'm glad to hear that, honestly. Because um, I've put maybe like a hundred people out in the Kirk, and I think you're the only one who's stuck. Um, What's your story with this? Um, I started listening to EEI. Like, I didn't even know Sports Talk Radio was a thing. Like, I know that's a kind of st- – well, maybe not. I don't know. Like, when I was going to Rick, um, I was, like, commuting, and I just, like, was, you know, going through scan before I had Bluetooth or whatever or, like, a CD player in the car, and I just found EEI, like, just by happenstance. And so that – but that's that's way, way back. That's 2008. Um yeah, Kirk came came into my view, um, and uh, the first time I heard his name was a very uh, memorable time for me. I remember exactly where I was because uh, Daily Arnold's squarely ass voice was saying how he was getting fucking pushed out of his job from Mike Butnansky, which that was obviously a total fuck up. Anyway, well, not a fuck up because Mike because Dale sucks too, but like Mutt and Loose fucking plummeted but as part of that movement kirk they also added kirk to the morning show and, and kirk said it a hundred times so i won't pretend that when he started with uh dnc that i loved him 
because they they like put them on the shelf kind of they put them in the back in meters booth they didn't want them to have a personality but around like deflate gate or even just like a little bit before that i was really starting to come on to, to kirk and around deflate gate that's when like like he was just such a powerhouse and i was listening to, to him every day he was like they were just destroying like whatever the, what, what did john used to call it whack a troll um and they they were just running through everybody and, and kirk was like just part of it and he was obviously being sporto and like a little bit fake, but like the arguments are real, you know. And I just I was I was so enthralled. And then of course at the same I think at the same time my time I, I'm not DEC the timeline's all messed up in my head. Um, like his he has his drama with like at the same time with John, you know what I mean? And so like that whole drama and it's like picking a side and that's like I'm everything is so polarized. I I love that kind of shit. Um, so it was like oh pick up a side and I picked up the the, the rally flag for. Kirk Minahan and never looked back. Nice. So I guess enough about us. It's time to get into the universe. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's talk about something because they talked about you this week, Blind Mike's Daddy. Um, how do you feel? It's probably been three weeks now. Uh, three Mikeless weeks. How do you feel? No, oh, it can't be three. It's got to be like longer five. than that. Yeah. Uh, I want to say the beginning of October. He's been gone. Not the beginning of October, I'm sorry. Beginning of September. I'm saying beginning of October is less than I gave you. Yeah, yeah. No, beginning of <laughs> No. No, I was looking at the dates wrong. No, it was no beginning worries. of September. Mm. So it's, it's been over a month already. We, we've gone without Mike. Um, the show, I mean, this week, the show's been the, the best. This I think this was the best week of shows thus far since Mike's departure. And, and they, Kirk and Steve have just found that they've been finding their groove and they've been rolling. You know, it was a great week for guests and everything. I, the show hasn't changed. It's nice to have Mike there, but he's not there, and then nothing's really changed. It's still all about Kirk. I just looked it up. He has been gone since September eighth. That was the Buy Mike show. So, so September ninth was his was the first show without him. They said so, like literally a month. Um, and I agree. I I don't want to say I was a fan of Blind Mike because you know, like what happens when you say that, and everybody just makes fun of you and stuff. And and I totally wasn't. But but Mike was first on my radar when he was uh, intern at Barstool because because much like you, I I've always liked them. I love Dave, you know, um, especially because he's from here, you know, or Swamp right. Scott. I know we're obviously from Rhode Island, but um, but yeah, I just like so I I always like was like partial to Mike because of that. Like kind of just and honestly, probably was just like, hey, I knew who this guy was four years ago. You know what I mean? Just being like an asshole. So I always like kind of wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the show definitely hasn't missed him. And I think and the casting couch is one of the best things about Kirk and Callahan. And I think if you can get a good Mike Geary who can fucking handle it and who knows we're joking and who can deal with the busting balls once or twice a week. Like Tuesday, uh, who gives a shit what the days are? I'm not Kirk. I don't have to fucking make it. <clears throat> Excuse me, but like you get a good Mike Gary once or twice a week. Karabasin one day a week, and Stephen Kirk two days a week. That's perfect. Sprinkling a crazy person here or there. You know what I mean? It was excellent. Like like yeah, I think I'm and that sure. was excellent. I think it can be excellent. I think I think uh, before Mike let it, it's it's funny how it always works, isn't it? Because because I kind of feel the same about Kirk. Before Mike left, he was really coming on again. You know what I mean? Because like, because he fell off. I felt like he was kinda had found his stride since Kirk got sick. You know what I mean? And 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 now and and as soon as he gets all the momentum, he's like, hey, I can't fucking take it. Which kind of happens with Kirk. As soon as as soon as we're we're in Madawaska, I mean, not in Madawaska, we're in Saco for your birthday. And two days later, he's like, yeah, I'm, I want to kill myself. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's craziness. Craziness. I mean, the show must go on. Kirk th- does really well with rolling with the punches. He hasn't missed a beat. Oh, of course. Not. Uh, it's just he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal person. 
There's no other way talent. to describe it. He is. And it's credit to Kirk and Steve. That they're just a great week of shows. So just before we get into this week's shows, um, I'd like to play a little game with you. Okay. So Kirk is required to do four hours and ten minutes of uh, podcasts a week. Right. How uh, how long do you think he did this week? What's the total time for the five episodes coming back? Mm. Six. I want to say like eight hours and 49 minutes. Ooh, very close. Uh, not really. Nine hours, 56 minutes. So right. more, obviously more than double, but yeah. just, he's just, we don't, we don't deserve him. That's all I'm, that's all I'm getting at. We don't deserve him. Two and a half hours. He gives, he gives and gives and gives. He did it today, this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to go too much off track, but we, we see who the new editor in chief is at Barstool. Yeah. And, and, and Kirk gave a quick take this morning while he's at the cemetery. Yeah, I saw that. He's just, he, he gives and gives and gives and we always want more and more and more. And, and that's a credit to his greatness. Oh my God. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like we demand so much from him, and we don't deserve to. Don't get me wrong, but like we demand so much from him because he's so good. Like Steve says, we're we're the fucking junkies, man, and we're all lining up on Methadone Mile and like Kirk Mile, just waiting to get a fucking hit. Like we wait, uh, refresh every day at ten fifty nine, hoping that Kirk's gonna drop. I mean, Steve's gonna drop it right at eleven, all that kind of stuff. To yesterday, he dropped uh, the show. I want to say four a.m. I was up four a.m. Started listening. Just yeah, we're you know? we're spoiled. We're spoiled. Of course. And any, you know. There's always that intrigue. Why? Why isn't the show dropped at eleven? But anytime you get an episode dropping, it's more than two hours. It it it, it makes my day, and, and I think it makes a lot of Minute fans' day. Yeah, I agree. Hey, before we talk about the rest of the week, let's get to our conversation with our first ever guest on Kirkenoff, Blind Mike's Penis. Joining us now, our first ever guest on Kirkenoff, Blind Mike's Penis. Blind Mike's Penis, say hello. Well, hey there, fellas. <laughs> that voice gets me every time. <laughs> how? Let's talk about how you started listening to Kirkman. Uh, so I was a barstool follower for uh, since college. Is my cat and my dog are fighting? Um, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was a barstool follower uh, since my college days, and um, Kirk's videos just sort of started popping up with the Kurt Atone thing and the, um, mm-hmm. what was it, the uh, men's rights activists or whatever, those <laughs> yep. that cast of characters. And I think it was the men's rights guys that got me. I was just like, holy fuck, like, <laughs> Kurt is in, he can find some weird-ass people, so. Yeah, and, he, and he's happy to do so and, like, happy to give everybody a platform and, and to talk about it. That's that's one of the things that, that we love about him. Um, so, uh, so you started listening to Kirk, like Blind Mike's Daddy, uh, on Barstool. Yeah, yeah, so that's where I got them, and uh, haven't gone back since, listening every day, it's wild ride. Has he ruined all other, like, uh, forms of, like, media for you, like he has for us? Yeah, I, I cannot listen to podcasts, um, like, I, I'll listen to Rogan every now and again, but, like, that's not anything like what Kirk's trying to do, so, but yeah, no beyond that, like, yeah, I can't listen to that whenever I turn into, like, my local sports radio, it's just so boring and like he points he just pointed stuff out that every time i turn into radio now i i can't not hear like the bullshit that they do like the weather on the sevens and all that like it's just <laughs> it's amazing anyways so um how did you come up with your blind mike's penis character what what, what made you think of that 
I have I have no idea. Like it just sort of it, it's like Isaac Newton sitting under the tree, you know, an apple just falls on you every now and again. But yeah, it was uh, probably just equal parts weed and boredom from working from home, <laughs> and <laughs> that just just sort of ran with it from there. I, the voice, I have no idea where that came from. It's like it's perfect. I know. I, yeah, it's what you think it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, like. That's penis high pitch. It's definitely not going to be a baritone or anything. So well, definitely not is. <laughs> Small penis. <laughs> um, what do uh, do your loved ones know your alter ego? Uh, I try to keep that a little secret. Like I've told my friends, and they look at me like, "What the fuck are you doing <laughs> with your life? Like this is how you have fun when you're bored. Like you call in and you talk about blind guy's penis. <laughs> Elba shaves my cock every morning, and yeah, that's how that's how I spend my time. That's what I tell them. It's I just, it. I love it. It's really tough to explain to people. Like, uh, I've played calls for like my neighbors and my friends, and, and they get a kick out of it. I don't understand. That's that's a good point, Bob McSaddy, because uh, we were at a party together. What was that last month? And mm. and we're playing prank calls, and we are like. You, Bob McStaddy does all the work, obviously, and I am just cackling, you know what I mean? And, like, basically rolling around on the floor, and everybody just, like, nobody understands. And he's like, what's what's funny about, like, telling a woman to do menial labor? Like, I don't know. So you said um, you started listening to Kirk because of Barcelona, because you, you, you found Barcelona in college. How do you feel um, about Kirk's interview with like Barstool talents? Like he obviously had Big Cat this week. He's he's fantastic with KFC. Even the the stuff with with Brandon Walker, like who was obviously like a newer talent. Like maybe probably not around when you were in college. But how, how do you feel about those interviews? Oh, I, I especially Big Cat. Like Big Cat's great on the show. Um, he, he sorry to cut you off, but he is literally maybe. like maybe like the greatest personality in like media. Oh, absolutely! Like he's just non-stop he's just a goofball like and that's what sh- what i'm like kind of drawn to about him is like it's not and it, nothing serious except for you know when dave goes and interviews the president but oh yeah be, beyond that he's just like he's always just joking nothing non-stop so um i love those interviews i, I wish kfc would get back on a little bit because yeah. Mina fans can't stand him, and I love watching them just drag him online so yeah totally. that's always fun I, um he had. Did you listen to any of Kirk's Enough About Me? Like, like, like. I know obviously you you found Kirk after Enough About Me, but but did you ever go back and listen to any? Because he has a great interview with fight with fights too, which which you might want to go back and listen to. Yeah, I will have to give that a shot. I never actually listened to it. Um, like it's on Radio.com, right? So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna support that. I know. Yeah, it's tough. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> it's but he has because he's like you know fights is a dummy and he's like hey how much money you get for Saturdays or for the boys and fights like what's revenue share like, you know like or like what's like a like a like what do you call that like a merch point like you know and so Kirk was just like what the fuck dude like like how how did you get screwed on that? Um, yeah, I don't know how those guys like. Like Barstool does an amazing job of not giving their talent seemingly any money off the stuff they create. Like that's good on them, but I know, I, well, it has to be right. Like, well, I don't know this because I'm I, like I'm I'm a stupid person who works in a hospital. Like, like I don't like no contracts or anything. But like, it has to be that they get like these kids who are like, this is my dream job, or like this is just fun. It doesn't matter. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? And then they blew up, and now they're like, oh shit, look how much we lost. Yeah, they're too stupid to know any better at that age, and then it has to be. Um, so I'm going to ask you the same question I just asked Bob McStaddy. Um, Kirk is required to do four hours and ten minutes of shows a week. 
How long do you think? How how uh? What do you think the allotted time was this week? How much he did this week? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, that's the way to say it. It had to be at least like what eight nine hours. Yep, he did nine hours and fifty six minutes, almost <laughs> full hours. Doubled it. Nice. Oh man, that, like I love that he does that because like if I were in his position making his money, I'd be like, all right, fifty three minutes, see you later, I'm out. Like. But he's just, he just gets rolling and he doesn't stop and that's that's why the show is so great to me is just you don't know what's about to happen next he could start talking about Bruce and then all of a sudden he's off on some tangent about you know his mother dying of pancreatic cancer and then all of a sudden he's wishing somebody dead like it's yeah. just amazing. That, yeah, that that part is obviously like is another part I obviously love about Kurt because I like like I'm 30. My dad listened to Run DMC. Like just like I had no idea who Bruce Springsteen was basically till I was like 25. Like and so like basically till like I like found Kurt. So like he'll like he like, and I don't give a shit about him. I don't like like Bruce's music to be honest. But like, Kirk makes it interesting, and I'm like, no, you know what? Fuck yeah, I, I like I love Meet Me in the City. Like me, I I I I never tell Kirk this, but because I'm too embarrassed. Me and my wife listened to Meet Me in the City sixty days in a row around our wedding. Like, like, cause, cause it came out, cause Meet Me in the Country came out early, like in January or whatever. We listened to it every day in February and every day on our honeymoon, like, like in like a couple days after. You know what I mean? We literally listened to it sixty days in a row. I was like, th- like it was. I was like, this is the th- crack, you know? Yeah, he actually got me into Bruce. Like, I never really gave Bruce much of a chance. Like, mm-hmm. I'd, I've heard like obviously this songs that get played on the radio, like Glory Days, and you're just like, is that what he's really all about? And then he starts playing songs, like, during the show, I'm like, oh, wait, I kind of like that song. So, he's definitely opened my mind to Bruce, that's for sure. How did, uh, how did you like, um, well, first of all, were you, like, a Van Halen fan? Uh, not so much, like, I'm 28, so, like, that's a little bit before my, before my time. Same with us, you know what I mean? Like, like I. But that's like another thing. That interview with Steve Hyden was, with Stephen Hyden was so good, and I don't know anything. I didn't, I didn't know they were Van Halen brothers. Like, you know what I, I? I thought it was just. I thought Eddie Van Halen was like just the thing. You know what I mean? I didn't even know it was a band. Like, I was, yeah, when he said like Alex Van Halen, I was like, wait, there's another. I thought that was yeah, just like some sort of stage name or something. Like, <laughs> but, but actually, like that, that was that was a great interview because like that I actually. I'm a big Radiohead fan, so I got Stephen Hyden's um, the audiobook. I'm loving it so far. I'm about halfway through it. So, but yeah, that was a great conversation. Like, I didn't even give a shit about Eddie Van Halen, but it was still just an interesting conversation. Definitely. Well, I'm excited. You got anything? Um, we we need calls. When when was the last time you actually made a call to the show? Uh, Yeah, it was it it was before Mike left. I don't know. I feel weird about it, but after crying blind Mike's call today, I I don't think there's much I can do that could be meaner than than that. But also, Mike's not listening to the show, so he's not supposed to be at least. Probably get it back. Yeah, he'd be. He's probably checking in, just bullshit on that. But I still think that like that's like funny, and even just you know what I mean. Like like it'll like people would definitely like to hear that, you know, or even like like um. I'm I'm waiting for Mima to call back in. That's what I'm excited for, just to be like, oh, oh, is Mikey there? Okay. <laughs> uh, Mima. Um, I know, poor thing. <laughs> what um, what was your funniest moment of the week? Everything about that Jonathan Soroff interview, especially the start of it, when it's like 45 <clears throat> seconds of dead air. He's just fumbling around. He's announcing like. <laughs> I'm I'm just pulling out my Sony tape recorder. Uh, like I thought he was about to give a full Sony ad with it. And it's just, mm. <laughs> like what a fucking 
loser that guy is. It was amazing. But I, I hope we can some Kirk can somehow get him back into the universe and get him on the show again. He's a talent that we can't lose, in my opinion. <laughs> his, his star burned too bright too fast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> Sorry. No. I was going to say it's like that shit in like Beirut that just blew up, but that's kind of too dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I agree with you. Like, like I, that was probably like, like the funniest thing that I thought all week. If, and if you extend like what you said by like one minute, because Kirk's first question, like, hey, You'll, you would admit you have Trump derangement syndrome. Jonathan Sorov, no, I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. Um, but when I see him, my blood pressure goes up and I want to pee. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love it. Like, oh, that was a satirical piece, but I meant everything I said. Yeah, every single fucking word, like I would tattoo on my face is basically what he said. Even when he went to like, he was talking about, oh, well, the, um, what the fuck was it? Um. The Pearl Harbor. Uh, oh, like, God, oh, yeah. that, that was hyperbolic. And then two seconds later, but when you think about it, only 25 people, 2,500 people died at Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and Trump's keeps... killed 200,000. Like, okay. And then he keeps perpetuating this kamikaze line. I was like, Steve, like you said it on Twitter, say it to him and like, like to like his ears, man. Like, it's just not true. Like, but that's like too history buffy. You know what I mean? But, um, who is your favorite current caller, excluding uh, present company? <laughs> It's got to be crying blind like right now. Nice. He's he. Every time I hear "Hello, Kurt, <laughs> it's Mike," like I already know I'm gonna start laughing for the next five minutes. Oh uh, yeah, he had a great call today. His call oh, today I know. It was, was so good. Outstanding. Blind Mike, do you yeah. have anything else for Blind Mike's penis? <laughs> what the hell? What is going on? What do you got for me, Pop? <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss you, man. I mean, well, we, we need we need another call. You, you you never come down to blind camp to visit Mike and I. We're so lonely over there with the seven year olds. <laughs> I'm too busy. I'm putting this hardwood floor at Ministerio International. <laughs> I think that's it. Go. Unless um, unless you have anything like like that you want to talk about, blind Mike's penis. Um. I, I just want Steve to have his own political podcast as a side. Like once a week, I just need Steve's full download on everything. I I want SE I want the SE report for two hours a week. Give it to me. Like I need that in my life. Every time he starts going off about something, it's just magic because he he hates Ben Shapiro so much, but every single one of his talking points could come right out of Shapiro's mouth, and I love that about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- t- like one hundred percent. I I totally agree with that because even even like he, like, and I'm not saying like Elvin and the boys got it right, but like even like the Q and A stuff, he's so quick to shoot that down. I was like, why don't you just suck Ben Shapiro's dick, Steve? Like, just like, like it's okay, man. Like, like it's fine. You just want you like you kind of wish you were him. You thought you were gonna be him for a little bit, but like now you have this like kind of like way cooler career. So you're lucky. He's got a great job that anybody would love to have. I just can't believe Steve, like, Kirk thought he was hiring just some regular producer that's going to push buttons, and then he got Steve, this deer-killing, bed-and-breakfast-wishing madman. It's He makes the show what it is a little bit. Like, Kirk obviously could do it with anybody, but Steve's weirdness brings it to a whole other level. So good. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk was kind of pull that out of him because even Kirk had when they first started in that whole the uh not talking about Ben Robinson thing Kirk 
was having second thoughts whether or not he made the right decision in hiring Steve. So that's that's credit to Kirk. Yeah, definitely. Just more Kirk magic. All right, boys. Uh, anything else for old BMP here? No, sir. I think that I think that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being our first guest on Kirk and Off. Hey, anytime. I'll get I'll get a call cooking for you guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> say say Later, bye guys. to your son's penis. Take care. Brush your hair. Thank you so much to Blind Mike's Penis for joining us today on uh, Kirk and Off, or this week on Kirk and Off, excuse me. Uh, but now let's get to the week that was Blind Mike's Daddy. What do you say? Let's do this. So just kind of going in order, I guess, this week. Um, they called Stacy finally. How do you feel? Oh, I was, I was so happy to hear Stacy again. She I know. was such a big part of the show last last winter, you know, just giving her a call and seeing what was going on in Madawaska. It was just really great to hear her, and uh, she hasn't missed a beat. I know, yeah, I love I love her personality. I love that. Um, she definitely pays attention because she took a shot at Kirk, but Kirk Kirk, uh, Kirk <laughs> played nice, you know, where she's like, oh, I guess you forgot my name. That was great. It was great to hear from her and see what was going on up there in Madawaska. Yeah, I, I was surprised, too, by the way. I was surprised um, Stacy didn't know it was Kirk when Kirk just was like, hey, it's me. You know what I mean? Basically, when he was like, hey, hey is this Stacy? I'm surprised she wasn't like, what the fuck? But I guess, like, you know, that's a, that's a tall ask. Yeah, it was a nice surprise for her. I'm sure she she I'm sure every time she picks up the phone, she's hoping that it's the great Kirk Minahan that's on the other side of the line. Isn't everybody? Yeah, and today was that day for sure. All right, so let's move on to to uh, the rest of that Soroff interview. Um, so you already heard a little bit of what me and Biomax Penis thought. What do you think? I thought it was a great interview. Um, like I was trying to say, sorry, during your guys' interview, no, but that's all right. We're finding our groove, but. I really hope he's not done with our universe. I think he would be a great addition to have on occasionally to just talk about what's going on. Um, he, I, don't, I don't want to call him a character, but I would certainly love to have him around. He, he's got a great, I don't, I don't know, personality or comedic mind, but he certainly is uh, hes witty, for sure. The almost lifelike Mitt Romney. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fine. The the one other thing I'll say, and this is maybe like a little bit too political for this, is I am obviously pretty conservative. Um, I have to believe in my fucking heart of hearts that no conservative judge is going to repeal same-sex marriage or Roe v. Wade. Like, it's basically the law of the fucking land now. Nobody is going to touch that. I hate that people are scared of that. And if they're scared of it for like a real reason, if they like legit say that, then it's fucked up. And like I, I, I disavow. I disavow. As Kirk always says. Um, but like you, you know what I mean. I just, I just, I think that's so. Like, you're only, you're only asking for trouble with everything that's going on now. You know, with the protests and riots, to to overturn something like that in the, in these tumultuous times and in these divisive times. You're only, you're only asking for trouble. I, yeah, I cannot imagine that would ever happen. Let's 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 get off of that. How did you how did you feel about the Steve Hyden interview? Um, it was good. Kirk Kirk when he has somebody that he's really interested in and somebody that he's not arguing with or having a a different perspective with, um he he, he pulls out a great interview. He's one of the better interviewers. Uh, he, he did a phenomenal job and you know Kirk was really into it because you know, they're talking about Van Halen and everything else, and I thought it was just a great job by Kirk. I agree. Um, I agree with that. Um, I Yeah, I really like that. I, I love Happy Kirk, and that's, like, what we got. You know, I mean, I love 
every Kirk. But Happy Kirk is is a fun one, and and I and it's nice that like you said, hear him speak about like stuff that he loves with somebody who also loves it. You know what I mean? They have they have like a general like um um like like, like they they have the same interests, and it's nice it's nice to hear that, to hear them go on about it because obviously Steve can't contribute to that. We heard that this week a couple times. Um, it's just it's it's one of the things, that, and I know I, I probably said this already. It's one of the things I love about Kirk, just like his his ability to take something I couldn't give a shit about. Like like if somebody had showed me that Eddie Van Halen picture in front of the McDonald's, like oh, like ten years ago, I would have like thought that was like like I would have had no idea. I just thought it was some random kid or like Ozzy Osbourne. You know what I mean? Like I was like who, like I don't I don't know who these fucking guys are. But I I um I I think it's interesting how how Kirk. I think, and you can kind of see like the madness a little bit, like where where Kirk always says, "Hey, he could have went like left for Van Halen or right for Bruce, and he went right." Um, you know, you know, like 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 maybe if he had chose fun, we wouldn't have this Kirk Minahan, like, mm. but like, but maybe he'd be happier. That's a good point, but I mean, like, if you can compare like catalogs. Hmm. Van oh, it's Halen. not close. It's not yeah, close. so I don't. I mean, even if Kirk chose Van Halen, I don't think he would have stuck with them for for long because their 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 time frame of music and creating new music was, I don't know, not that long. Way if you look at Bruce, Bruce is putting out new stuff now. It's true that everybody's enjoying. So, so I, I, I mean, although if Kirk did go that direction, I don't think he would have stayed in that direction that long. He would have yeah. probably grown out of it or something. I don't know. Yeah, definitely not. And he, he would have to be a different person, right? Because he's because he a lot like like myself like looks for substance in music and not just like the fun stuff. Like I music like means a lot to me. I don't I I don't like to read them. It's not it's not like the way I like to like consume art. You know what I mean? I I love to listen to music, and I don't like to listen to like just people rhyming words together or like singing. Like I like like I like to relate to things. You know. So I so I I totally like agree and relate with like with all that thinking. Let's let's get to the um, interview with Big Cat. Um, oh, phenomenal! I know he's so good. I I I'm just so I don't want to say taken aback, but amazed. I mean, Big Cat has has all this shit going on too, right? He's got his podcast. He's got the Yak. He's got his 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 live streams, and he knows and what's family. going on with the universe. Yeah, totally. He he's dropping references. He just. I'm I'm amazed at how much he knows about Kirk Minahan's show. I am too. I'm I'm even more amazing. We should try to book him, right? He's going on Ned Snark show. Well, <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? Like, <laughs> well, I see how I, we do. Yeah. We so we're both. Um, I don't I don't know if you still listen to part of my take, but but I I used to listen to part of my take. I, I haven't in a long time. Um, I, I haven't either. I like listening to him during football season. I look forward to their two minute drill. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Well, I yeah, I've I've been like a big uh, big cat fan for like a long time. He's he's probably, um, like like the obviously like the best personality they have at Barcelona, in my opinion. Dave's great too, but like, but like I I, I relate to big cat more, I guess. Um, yeah, and he can and big cat can sort of relate to um, kind of what Kirk's been through. He big cat himself. I mean, when they were gonna have that was a Barstool Van Talk on ESPN or yeah, whatever the fucking show. Whatever the show is going to be, you yeah, know, was the name. And, and uh, then we had one episode, and then the people at ESPN were like, you know, up in arms, just like the people at Spotify were with Joe Rogan allegedly. 
So it's, you know what, they kind of have that in common, and I wish Kirk would talk to him about that. You know what's funny about that? So ESPN is so fucking toxic, obviously. They're, mm. and they're not so toxic because of the next thing I'm going to say, but they're so toxic. They're so fucking liberal. They, like, eat their own. They're just like everybody fucking else. So everybody else on that side, they have no problem doing it. Big Cat and PFT are two of the most liberal person. Like, they're just, they're one, like, they're like everybody else. Like, yeah, they bust balls and, like, they're, like, satirists and, like, kind of, like, dark and shit or whatever. But, like, but like, obviously, like, not really. Like, like, yeah, okay, like, they'll pee themselves in front of, like, like uh, you know, somebody, like, in, like, a bathroom or whatever. But, like, they're they're mad liberal. Like, like they agree with all of the things people at ESPN believe. You know what I mean? Like, and, mm-hmm. and they, they, ESPN was willing to kick them out. Like, fuck like the rest of our so who cares but you could have had big cat and pft offer them gigantic bucks and then like what you obviously like would leave barstool you know like eventually or you know what i mean or whatever happens it's just i just it's so yeah. dumbfounding to me that they would do that yeah and that's why you know you see with the numbers and stuff when you look at tv ratings and everything else uh that you associate uh success with espn is going one way and barstool is going the other of course uh you've seen it this week now with the uh the ceo obviously uh, becoming a, on the board of directors with WWE, and I cannot wait for that podcast to come out and see how her interview went with Kirk. That's that's oh, one know, yeah. thing I'm looking forward to this week, and I hope they release it at some point. Um, let's let's move on to honestly probably the biggest news of the week. Mm-hmm. Coley Mick is the new editor in chief at Barstool Sports. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I, that is big news, and. I, I would love to hear the backstory on that. You know, I think Portney had made a comment that 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 goof, that goon, that piece of shit, K. Marco didn't even. I, I think he didn't even know that he was getting demoted or whatever's going on. So I, I, I'm interested to know. Hopefully, Kirk gets some inside baseball and, and they talk about it on Monday. I don't know how much they will because Kirk went on, you know, Periscope today. But I kind of want to know what K. Marco's role is within the company now and w- what it is going forward and. So that that's quite interesting to see where 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 they go from there with that, and it was nice to see Kirk uh, dancing on his grave today on Periscope. I also I also I, I have it written down. Um, I think he said it on the Periscope, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it for the pod. I don't know if I'm smart enough to do that. Okay. Um, but so I have it written down. Per Kirk, per Dave and Eddie's podcast, Dave said, "I don't even know if K Marco knows." So, right. like, first of all, he obviously like wasn't a good editor in chief. He said he didn't want the job. So I think I think probably. Like this is a this is big news to us and like Kirk's dancing on his grave. It means nothing for K Marco's job security, in my opinion. He's he's one of like the like the like their founders, so he's tied into like the pen and like all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, whatever his whatever that is. I, I, and I'm curious to know who made that decision. Was that a Portnoy decision, or was that a Nardini decision? Because uh, Nardini had talked about in the summer when this whole fiasco went down that they really needed to look at that aspect of the business going forward so i wonder if that was an erica decision rather than a point decision i also wonder that i uh am going to ignorantly without knowledge say that that was dave's decision solely for like like it's that is content and yes it affected the business but like it is content and uh so i guess not solely but like firstly because of that and secondly Dave was so angry this summer like multiple times like like when he was like he, he was mad at 
Brandon Walker, I think he said it that day, like about K Marco. He said it to Kirk, like uh, another time, like he said it on the podcast about how. Uh, oh no, no, he said it to Eddie about how frustrated he was with K Marco that he let Zonker like post the blog, like trying to get back at Kirk or not. Like that's just it's just terrible that like you know what I mean. It's just like like I can't believe that that he would do that. Um, so you know, yeah. I, so, but but I mean it it just as likely could be Erica saying like, Hey, we need a real editor in chief. This guy's not cut for it. But, but how was Coley like cut for it? Like what are his credentials? I honestly don't know. So I hate to like cast aspersions. Cause Coley's like, you know, he's like, he's one of the Milton, one of the Milton guys, like one of the originals, like, um, but I just, you, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how much better Coley will be. And, and, and we already know Coley's kind of like not, and, and hopefully he'll be objective, but we, but we know Coley leans to the left, right? Like, so, is is he? Are we gonna have the same problems, or is Kirk are are Kirk and Steve going to have the same problems as they did in the past with K. Marco with Coley? Right, and and you know, I don't know how. I haven't read a Barstool blog in a long time. No, oh, yeah, no way. You know, the ones I like to read are Jerry Thornton's, and I haven't seen anything about teachers lately yeah. from him. So, does it even matter if we post a blog? Do we need to post a blog? No, definitely not. But like, but sometimes that it... was how they got their start. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's no. how Barstool got their start. But Barstool is just heading in a completely different direction. Does it even matter who the editor in chief is at this point? Pro- probably not, I guess. But like, but at the same time, like, like, and I don't think it would have. Like, I know this is one of the things. Cunt Marco, like, got up. So fuck, I like, I, I could get angry about it right now. I could kind of feel it boiling. Um, like I said last summer, we're like, oh, like, hey, sorry, I didn't post your thing about Andrew Dice Clay. But people would listen to that. Like, you, know, you like if you posted that on the blog and people saw it, Kirk would get more clicks, like because of that. Or like, and and I know it's stupid, and I know he hates it, and it's and it's something that's that um, Steve gets frustrated with. But like, like if they retweeted them, like you know what I mean? Like Kirk would get more listeners, it'd be more money for everybody. So they're they're fucking their biases. Are, are hurting everybody's pockets. And that's mm. that's what frustrates me as you know as a capitalist. But. Yeah. <laughs> but, so uh, go ahead, buddy. You got anything else? Well, I mean, I this is kind of old news. I just wanted to hit up on uh, Justin again. Getting a promotion. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Is this just Kirk trying to dig at Blind Mike, or is this that? The podcast is starting to get to a point where they need that that extra hand in there. I I wonder. Um, I hope it's the second one. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's trying to get a blind mic. Um, but I, I hope it's the second one, and like obviously for 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 everybody. But um, I th- I think it's good. I think it's well deserved. He's he's been an intern with them since they they got their first interns, obviously. Um, and, and he does a lot for the show and now he's basically taking over YouTube. I think he deserves to get, to get some compensation for it. Um, I personally, uh, oh no, we did meet him. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we met him in, uh, good kid. Twice, yeah. We met him in soccer. Yeah, he, was, yeah he was very nice. Yeah. He talked to us for, for, for a little bit and then, yeah, I remember he, he talked to us and, he, and then, uh, Kirk was, had moved a couple of parties down and he's like, all right, I, I gotta go get Kirk, you know? And I was <laughs> yeah, like, was... like, yeah, man, we're cool, man. We know we, we get it. Yeah. So let's let's uh, finish up with two other gigantic stories. Not not excuse me. Let's finish up with one other gigantic story, and um, then we'll talk about our favorite callers of the week. Okay. Before, before we get to the callers, there and I know Kirk already talked about it. There's no way Sirius is going to pay Howard Stern a hundred twenty million dollars a year, mm. right? No, I, I 
No, I mean I used to be like Kirk. A You're a stern guy. Not you, yeah, but you know, like Kirk, you kind of just if I wasn't getting free serious, I wasn't gonna pay to listen to Howard. He, ever since Artie left, the show kind of hasn't been the same. And you know, it went to AGT, and he became Hollywood Howard or Hollywood Stern, or whatever. And it's just. The only good things about the show are Sal and Richard. I love their crank prank calls. I, I I still go on YouTube and try to find their newest stuff. But what's know, your it favorite? Doesn't do it for me like it used to. I used to be diehard every morning on the way to school. Go ahead. What's your favorite Sal and Richard call? Uh, my favorite Sal and Richard call is probably the the, the when they call into the wrestling show, which was the inspiration for my hillbilly Jim call into the <laughs> to the show about the. Uh, what was it, the Caucasian Hill match? Oh, you guys are talking about Hillbilly Jim. That's a great call. And it and it's a type of call that that how uh not Howard, but Kirk, you know, when the, he that's his type of call because you you know that guy that there's a, a good prank caller to the Kirk Minahan show that calls in and starts naming listing off movies. <laughs> and then in this call they just list off wrestling wrestlers. And yeah. it's it's Kirk's it's definitely up Kirk's alley this particular call. I think I'm gonna. I'll put in a, like a, a clip of it, just and then. Um, that, we'll, yeah, you, no, you gotta play the whole call. Just play the whole call at the end. Blind McStaddy, let's close with talking about some of our favorite callers of the week. Okay, let's do this. How um, we had multiple Asian guys. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> My brain guy. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are really good, and I love how Kirk gets all worked up too. Mm. Those are really good. Good calls. A plus calls. Who who was your favorite call this week? Oh, I'm 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 biased. I, I love Tim from Canton and Steve from Providence's call. Yeah, I love their premise. I hope they keep going forward with it. I hope it's not a one and done type deal. I hope th- there's lots of potential with that call for sure. I love those guys. Yeah, those guys. Those guys are great. Um, yeah. I think I think it's funny. Uh... Kirk says Steve from Providence hasn't been funny since 2017, and then Steve calls and Kirk cracks up. Um, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I My favorite call of the week, and I know this is uh, like low-hanging fruit, but was the Steve's pop culture guy. Steve not know – like he, there was no way Steve was going to know who the Golden Girls were. But, like, hey. di- didn't you have a mom? Like, I knew those four ladies, you know, or three ladies or whatever. Like, Yeah, you can't blame him, though. He's within that age range, though. Yeah. I caught in the middle. He's older than us. He's no, older than he me. He's older yeah, than right. I. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, but still. Yeah, yeah no, it's 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 just definitely odd how much stuff, pop culture wise, that he doesn't know. Even with social media and all that stuff going on now, like him getting confused with Jason Stratham, and it was, I don't know. I'm I'm odd, older man. than him, and yeah, it's it's, but I love him. I love him, but it's it's odd. It's odd for sure. Yeah. Who um? Do you have any uh like say like new calls like any rising stars that 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 you've been liking to listen to? Um, well, crying crying blind Mike is climbing definitely. that ladder. He's definitely top five right now. Um, I miss Copper Doodle. I didn't get him this week, but he's 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 definitely you know he's not. He's semi new still. I love him a lot, mm. but I would definitely have to put Crying Blind Mike up there. He's just he's just fantastic. 
You know who's climbing up my ladder? Who's that? The California fucking promotion guy. Oh, shit. Yes. I love him so much. I hope... I look forward to that call all the time. I know. I... I, I hope he doesn't get mad. I, I was uh I was paying homage to him. You know what I mean? Where I was like, Hey man, you gotta promote you gotta promote Providence, man. Like uh like I was I I just thought I just think he's so fucking funny. I love I love that Kirk kinda never knows it's him. You know what I mean? Like eventually eventually he'll catch on, but like I he's it's such a great call now, you know. Good and Yeah. And and you oh that when you're craving a phone call to call in that that's a sign of a good call, and that's that's definitely someone right now. For some reason, I look forward to his calls. They're so they're so awesome because you know, he he hits you with the left, yep, and then all of a sudden you get that right hook, and you're like, yes, that's exactly it, it. You know what it is? It's the it's, it's the old blind Mike Daddy. Yeah, yeah, it, maybe that's why. I like it's it. it's the old like, hey, I'm I'm a lamely. You know, you have no idea it's coming, and then all of a sudden it's it or like or like wait for or like. Because I obviously know when you call, like besides for you just talking to me, like I've heard every voice you could do, you know, like just growing up. I know what's coming, but like it's it's like it's like waiting for the beat to drop, you know, and it's just like, oh shit, there it is, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, great, great call. That's what's so great. That where else are you gonna get this shit though, for real? I know. There's there's no other place like this right now, and that's what makes this podcast so great. And that's why I love it, and that's why I want to make this podcast and continue to keep making this podcast. Just. Just to, to continue to talk about this, and, just, yes. and, and and his greatness, as as I said, uh, as I said to you off air, he Kirk, you can hand him a shit sandwich and he'll give you a diamond back. It's un, it's I don't know how it works. He's he can polish any turd. He's the like, yeah. He's just so, he's he's ultra talented. Yeah, he's just from my vantage point, my perspective, he's carried me through a couple of my calls for sure. Oh, definitely. Like I come in, like all right, this is what I want to say X, Y, and Z, and then he just he just had so much more to my call. De- definitely, but that's that's I agree with you, but that is a shortcoming of some of the other callers as well. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you call and you have a you have a premise. You're like, hey, here's the outline. I was a fucking workhorse. I'm mad at Mike. Whatever it is, Mike's got to pick me up beers. Whatever it is, and. Kirk asks you relevant questions, and you're able to think on your feet and keep it going. Yes, but, yeah, but, sometimes, sometimes. You know, yeah, of course. And, but but people will call and be like, um, "This is a bad example because the Asian guys were good." But but people will call and say like, "Hey, I'm the Asian guy," and then Kirk will be like, "Okay, yeah," and he'll be like, "You, uh, I had my blinker on." It's like, "Okay, do you have anything else?" No, I, th- I thought you know what I mean. And then, and then like Steve always says, they they think the Kirk Minahan magic is gonna save them, and then mm. you know, he, I mean. He has the ability to let you like to save you or to let you drown. So there is always that, I guess. Maybe he just lets it happen when he wants to. Being spontaneous is good, but if, if you're gonna call into the show, have something. Be yeah. prepared a little bit. This is Blind Mike's Daddy giving you advice to those listening, to those two other people that are listening to the show. <laughs> if you're gonna call into the Kirk Minahan show, have like your premise ready. Have have something ready to go because you could. There's so many like, there's so many avenues you can go down if you become a good parry to call. There's so many different storylines. I mean, this is ridiculous that we're talking about this, and mm. but have something ready because you can, you know, call on the following week or a few weeks later and pick up where you left off. Yeah, just, and, and just so much. My advice, 
like not that I mean I am I am a, a D list caller, you know, even lower than that. Um, I I think too like a good idea would be to like have like I said have an outline, and and think about it like sort of like a like like a debate. You know what I mean? Like hey, here here's my position. What if my opponent Kirk, who's obviously like your teammate basically. What if he goes left? Then it's like, okay, well, if he goes that way, I have to kind of be able to, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's overthinking it, like, a little bit too much, but, like, you have to be ready that, like, he's going to be like, no, I don't know what you mean. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. And you don't want to overthink it because then you get too nervous. But just just have, like, the germ of your idea, the premise, what you intend to talk about. Don't just go in there and be like, hey, uh, what's your favorite movie? Okay, that's all I got. Well, yeah. that's fine. You can do that. That's fine. But, but if you're gonna call in as a parody caller, you know, wh- whoever you want to call in is have something. You know, I I don't hit home runs. I I'll be the first one to admit that. I've bombed several times, and don't be afraid. If it doesn't work the first time, try it again. You know. Yeah, definitely. Just. I don't know. No, I. That's agree. all I got. No, that's I all agree. I got. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Um. Oh, I had one other friggin' point about that, but it was just stupid. It doesn't matter. I don't know if we should we tease next week's guest. He is one of the all time, not all time, but he's one of the great callers into the Kirk Minahan show. He always gets a laugh out of Kirk. I don't want to give too much of it away. Let me just, this guy is good. He's good. And Kirk likes him a lot. And when Kirk asks for him, he, he usually gives. I, I think that's that's a good place to leave it. Blind Max Daddy, say goodbye to the people. Take care, brush your hair. Love you guys, see you next week. Bye-bye. This bit that Sal and Richard put together I thought was pretty good. They called a wrestling show. I didn't even know all these shows exist on the internet. Yeah, you said this is an internet show. Yeah, internet radio. The only thing that really saved WrestleMania from being a total disaster was The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. You got to be serious, you know. Let's be a little more serious about this matter. WrestleMania looked looked about as disappointing in all possible ways as much as Starcade 97 looked very disappointing. Oh, got yeah. two callers. Oh. Both of them are in the 646. How you doing? Hello. Hey, can How you, you hear me? Doing? Yeah, am I on? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Oh, yeah. hey, how you guys doing today? Good, how are you? Doing good over here. Talk about WrestleMania. I really miss the good old days, you know, when it's like Adrian Adonis. I miss Lou Albano and yeah. Andre the Giant and Bob Backlund and Blue Meanie and, you know, Berserker. Lou was a really big... Bam Bam Bigelow and <laughs> Junkyard Dog and I miss Conquistador and I miss... Spike Dudley, I miss Dory Funk and Flash Funk and Haas Funk and Terry Funk. Okay, I know know how much you miss there. I just muted you here, you know, and uh, you're telling me what you miss and everything, you know. What was... uh... What was your, as I bring you back on the air, I got to ask you, what's your uh, general general feeling on uh, WrestleMania? Because uh, that's what this is about. <laughs> it was about the wrestling back then when it was Hillbilly Jim and Kabuki and Jerry the King Lawler and, and when it was Mantar and Manu.
<laughs> okay, uh, I do apologize there. He, uh, you know, he's just uh, going off names there, and uh, I wasn't going to take that much longer. But uh, this guy brought up Hillbilly Jim, you know. Hello. Caller, you're on the air. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you guys are talking about Hillbilly Jim? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was a wonderful, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. I remember one time I was in Mobile, Alabama, and I saw a Hillbilly Jim uh, wrestle that night. And the great thing about him is that he was a man of the people. We went to a bar afterwards, and he was drinking beer with us. And, you know, yeah. we went into the bathroom, and I sucked this cock. It was huge. He, the guy was just a real good sport at all that shit. I loved him. Big Becker, too, man. And he oh, yeah, yeah. He's like a wild animal. Okay, good enough for you. Uh, good enough for you. You know, if you're going to... You're going to call up and do crank calls. You don't need to be here. You know, this crank. is about WrestleMania. This is not about uh, the things you want to do, buddy. <laughs> Caller 646, I'm going to let you back on, but uh, you don't need to be uh, uh, strolling with names. I forgot to yeah. mention Lanny Poffo, <laughs> leaping Lanny Poffo, and oh, one man. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, good enough for me. You're going to stay on mute for the rest of the show. You know, honestly, if I, if I have to, you know, just uh, take this number, you know, and... Uh, and uh, present it to uh, one, of, one of the officials, then that's what I'm going to do. Okay, uh, you're on the air. You're on the air. Is this Sammy Ressler? It's me, man. Thanks for picking up the call. I'm sorry about all those yeah, idiotic, no stupid uh, calls before, man. Excuse me. Uh, back in 79, I gave Chief J. Strongwell a head job. While McDaniels was sucking my cock. Uh, oh, whatever you say, buddy. That's the last call, too. As a matter of fact, I'm going to uh, I'm let it be known that you're under the name Sammy Wrestler, and I'm going to just basically uh, basically ask that you be taken care of. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go one step better, and I'm just going to throw the ban on you. Throw the you are ban. actually uh, I'm banning you for a month until you decide to show a better attitude. Uh, and <laughs> most of all, I'm hanging up on you, too. Uh, now... You don't get to be here for any of my shows, buddy. <laughs> That's just rude. You know, plain rude. Right. <laughs> I'm banning you till you show a better attitude. <laughs> uh, there's no better attitude coming out of those two. Anyway, I thought that was kind of fun, the wrestling show. All right, take one or two more, Steve. We'll do better than that, but jeez. Uh, hello, Kirk. It's, uh, it's tough to follow up that call. It's a WWE superstar, Hillbilly Jim. Another, <laughs> oh my another God. wrestling star of my youth calling in right now. Wow. Wow. Hillbilly Jim? Uh, yes, sir. It is Hillbilly Jim. I, I want to one up that macho man. I don't use Dr. Sheffield's because I don't have any teeth. God sure. damn it. That's okay. But, uh, Kirk, uh, I, don't, I don't like the way you were talking about baby Brandon yesterday. So, also at WrestleMania, I'm going to challenge you to a Caucasian Hill match. Ca what, wow. what, how, what, what, what entails? What, what goes on in that match? I'm curious. Well,. The first one to the top of the hill sucks a dick. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Sucking it's dick. quite a twist. Why would I want to get to the top of the hill then? This is in honor of my boy, baby Brandon, and I'll let you even throw in that blind boy that keeps throwing comments at that boy. <laughs> you do what? It'd be a handicap match. <laughs> you do, you do, I kick one of you, Mike? I didn't hear that one. <laughs> I'm not sure. What, what do I do there, Jim? I'm sorry. No, I'm talking about you could even throw in that blind boy and maybe we'll make it a handicap match. Uh -huh. You two versus me, the first one to the top of the hill, which would probably be Michael, gets to suck a dick. But why would you Why would you want to get to the top of the hill? Because you like that, don't you, man? I mean, I, dick. I'm, not, I'm not against, you know, blow to me. If somebody wants to suck somebody's dick, that's wonderful. But uh, whose dick would I suck, Jim? Probably baby Brandon's because it's so small, you don't feel a thing in your mouth. Oh, wow. So okay. I have a dick in my mouth? <laughs> this is a very strange match. Okay, well. All right, so, you know what? I, you know what? I, I accept, Jim. I accept. 
Oh, good, good, good. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm 0 1 in these matches. Oh, what happened? I lost to Elba. <laughs> <laughs> you lost to Elba. So who, who's he always dick, was a wrestling. Whose dick did you have to suck, uh, uh, Mr. Geary? Oh, it was going to be Mike's, but um, Jesus Christ. I fell down the hill. Good Lord. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that question. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What's going on? Hey, nothing, Kirk. I missed you so much. I was worried, and I'm so happy that Mike's back to work because I just started transforming his his old bedroom into my sex dungeon. Well, I mean, Mike's moving now. He's got his new yeah. apartment. We haven't lived together for some time. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you know that. Mike's, Mike and Albert are moving. Have you seen their new apartment yet? I'm, I'm, I suspect you probably have. Yeah, have you been doing some touch-up work there on the paint? Oh, putting really? in a new wall. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> a new wall. Jesus, <laughs> must have been an issue, Mike, when you put out the apartment and you need new walls. Well, but okay, you're rowdy in there. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> Anyways, Mike. Um, oh, I just got an Amazon update, Mike. When Elba comes to pick you up, can you go back to your apartment and pick up the sex swing? You got a pop. That seems fair. I think we need that in our new house. That seems, yeah, really, seems like a reasonable request. And you yes. were you were asking Mike earlier whether he can carry his weight in a move-in process. Yeah, I mean, come really? on. I know, that, uh, that alone. He's got his chore list. I'll go do yes. better than Randy Savage and Mike's dad. They're up at the uh, calls. I think Probably you're wrong. Yeah. Bob Backlund is on the line. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>